Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 94, the one where we solve the mystery of what Oreo oh, this is. Oh, snap. That that's that is a surprise to me. So, my lovely wife on Sunday just bought a package of the mystery Oreos because she knows that we like Oreos. We do. We like the different flavors of Oreos. I, now, need, a, I need a quench, uh, I need to quell my palate. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've already opened it, and I've already tried some, because, I mean, can you blame me? I can't Misty blame Oreos. you. I can't blame you. Now, I have my theories as to what it is. Me and my wife have our theories as to what it is, but I'm going to let you take a bite. See what did you, you What, did you open one and, like, lick it? <laughs> I said, like, what? Oh. It might have gotten damaged in travel, because I had it in my bag. It's an overwhelming, like, fruity smell. Yeah. Wait, are we, are we stuck? No, we're good. Yeah, no, we're going. Uh, my my, uh, my stream froze for some reason. Um, <sighs> fruity pebbles. It smells like fruity pebbles. I'm only saying that because I saw somebody online say that. Yeah, take a bite. Fruit Loops. Yeah, fruit loops. That's, that's what we said. That's what it is. Fruit we loops. think it's Fruit Loops. Not Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops. So now... Oh my god, it's got a chocolate cookie, but it tastes exactly like Fruit Loops. So now the whole point is guess the flavor and enter for a chance to win $50,000. You can enter uh, once a day. So you can, you're allowed multiple wow. entries. And there are other ways to like get entries, like tell your friends or subscribe on social media and all that crap. I didn't do that. But, well now you, none of you even have to buy it. Yep. Because it's 100% Fruit Loops. There's no question about that. Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles, some sort of fruit-based cereal. I'm saying Loops. Yeah. I don't think Fruity Pebbles. I think it's Fruit Loops. Because it's got... It, the Fruit Loops have the sugar powder on top. Yeah. That tastes like Fruit Loops. Mm -hmm. Unequivocally. Is that is that the right word for this? Try to expand my vocabulary. I believe so. Just <laughs> get a word a day calendar. Yep. Uh, See, I'm surprised how banged up these guys. Jeez. Hello, OG Dubs. Hello, Yehuda, Noah, Atten, DMG, Fred, AJ, Derek. Hello, everybody. Anthony Gloria, everybody that I'm going to miss. There's oh, too many of you. Anyone and everyone who is here. Those welcome, are good. Welcome to Cookie Time. These are very good. Those I hope these become good. a thing. We have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. Some of it is very important. Some yeah. of it, not so important. Uh, now, what I, I want... The, the title of this stream is Rated M Nintendo. I right. totally forgot about Visceral being close. Yeah. But, so, so Visceral and EA, that's going to be our main topic. But, I want to hit on some breaking news that just happened. Yeah. What is that? That is uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch got an update. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull up on screen here. This is actually the chat. Uh, a couple people in the chat turned me on to this. I saw this on Twitter, and I saw you had something in the in our Google Keep about, um, what was it? How the store got updated? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to follow it up with us if you didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, according to Kotaku, the newest update of the Nintendo Switch is a surprisingly solid one, adding, or at the least half-assing, a bunch of features that owners have been crying out for since the console's launch earlier this year. First up is the ability to record video, which is a huge deal. Yes. Especially for Nintendo. Keep reading. 
All you do is hold down the screen capture button instead of pressing it, and the Switch will capture the last 30 seconds of gameplay. That is awesome. And that's a very good way to to, to initiate yeah. it. Which won't be terribly useful for recording longer stuff like boss fights, but will at least let you capture individual moments. Now, I will say, because I'm a PS4, it's like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I, it's I'm, it's shorter on the Xbox One. I forgot how long it is because I barely use the feature. Um, I think it's only like two minutes maybe that said i usually never need more than a minute of gameplay if i'm using that feature. i used to use the share capture because it was actually higher resolution than my capture card at, at yeah. one point um so it's actually really good for capturing stuff if you want to save it to the to the ps4 yeah. and uh put it on a on a on a thumb drive and then put it on your computer yeah it's actually very useful for that. Um, but the PS4 capture isn't very useful for uploading to Twitter because I think you're limited to 15 seconds. It's insane how yeah. limited you are. Yeah. So 30 seconds, if I can then publish it to Twitter, is better. Yeah. Because I use – I if I'm going to immediately upload, I'm immediately uploading it to Twitter. Yeah. I used to, in the past, upload it to Facebook – as only to me so it's private and yeah. then i would download it edit it and then put it on twitter which was it's just too much work. too much work i mean so, i don't know if they've updated the ps4 since then but i don't i think they might have made it 30 i'm seconds. sure they had to yeah uh but at, at a point in time it was 15 seconds so yeah 30 seconds i think is fine and i think that's good for what i want to use it for which is uploading to twitter i'm sure down the road like this is something they can easily increase to like a minute or two if necessary um especially since uh, according to the article, it's important to note um, that this isn't a system-wide feature. You can only record gameplay from Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, ARMS, and Splatoon 2. That, oh, I didn't know that was a thing we got <laughs> I'm making that time. a thing still. <laughs> I'm making that a thing still. I don't care. That's important. I didn't. I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's only those games as of now. It's only the big, the big Nintendo. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be added to Mario Odyssey um, and whatever else. Like first wonder, part of Nintendo. I game. wonder why. I feel like this is Nintendo just sticking their toe in the water. I wonder which if, is stupid. I wonder if it's a proprietary thing that Nintendo has to like that you have to put in your game to allow it. Maybe. But and then like why is screen capturing system wide, but this isn't like I can take a screen capture of the menu. Well there might be something that you need to put in your game to allow it. You know? I feel like that should be something they need they, they need to roll out to like everything. Yeah. Like as soon as possible. That should just be a system thing, period. They're, they're, it sounds to me like they're giving developers an opportunity to opt out of it. Right. That's true. Because on the PS4, you can do that. Like some developers oh, choose yeah. not to. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, it does also say uh, once recorded, you can trim the beginning and end of each clip and post to Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, that's just like PS4. Yeah. Uh, um, the next option, though, is the big one. Okay. Ooh, yeah. you can read it. Uh, the next option to trans is to transfer your save data, uh, which is which can only be done by moving a profile from one switch to another. Here's how Nintendo describes it. Uh oh. Yeah, this is this is where uh -oh. things get complicated. Both a source console and a target console are required to transfer user information and save data. Uh, I'm keep going back and forth between data and data. Uh, both consoles must also be updated to system menu version 4.0.0 or higher and connected to the internet. 
A Nintendo account must be linked to the user account you wish to transfer the source. Let me say a a Nintendo account must, must be, be linked, linked to the user account you wish to transfer on on the source console, and cannot be linked to a user account on the target console. Oh, okay, so so a Nintendo account and a user account are two different things. Yes. Okay, so the Nintendo account is is the online your online persona, right? And the user account is, is your the account on the console, like 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 a like on a computer. Correct. Okay. So the Nintendo account must be linked to the source console, not the target console. So the one that you have already. Yes, that's the source console. Okay, and not the one that you want to transfer to. Yes, correct. Okay, this is this is I hate this already. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting non flashbacks from when I did this to, to my 3ds. The target console cannot have more than seven users at the time of migration. I think I think that's there not must be, a be room for one more user. On the target console. I don't think that'll be a problem for anybody. Yeah. There's more. Okay. There must be sufficient free space on the target console's internal memory to receive the data that will be migrated there. Okay. That's fine. Once the process is complete, the user information, the user information, the associated save data, and the software purchased with the user account that is transferred will no longer be available on the source console. So it sounds like once you transfer things, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. This what sucks about this is that you need the the original console. Yes. So like if you lose your console, you're still boned. Yes. You're still screwed. This is, you know, unlike This is a small step forward. This is this is a very small step. This is a baby learning to crawl, let alone walk. I mean, when in an age of taking the memory card out and sticking it in another console, or better yet, cloud saving, you know, this is completely insane. I had a little bit of a scare because I removed my back again. Yeah. Because I, I put the I put the red back on and then I painted it and I did all these things and I didn't like anything that any of the outcomes. So I put the black back back on my switch mm -hmm. and when i booted it up it said memory card has been removed and i was like no oh because you have to remove the memory card in order to take the yeah. back off turns out i think i just had it asleep when i moved the, removed mm. the memory card everything's fine okay. but i was but if i damaged the memory card because i had to keep removing the yeah. memory card and i looked at it and it looked a little weird the memory card looked a little <laughs> weird but yeah, if I lose that memory card, I'm done. Yeah. That's it. I, I lose everything. Yeah. And that is terrible. It's like, it's a little big. Yeah. Of course I'm going to lose it. There are also some new profile pictures for Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And the ability to preload some games from the eShop to save you some time if you pre-order a game. That's a that's a big deal. Yes. Because every time I try to live stream a game that just comes out, you have to wait. it is a nightmare. Yeah. Because like Splatoon, everybody's buying Splatoon at mm -hmm. the same time. It takes a half an hour just to purchase the damn thing. For it to, it's, it's got to show yeah. up on the eShop, then you got to get to purchasing, and then everything's crashing, and then and then it takes like another half an hour to load. So being able to preload stuff or pre-purchase things is is a very good very good thing. Yes, I'm I'm into that. Uh, so, all these are good things. Yes, yeah, so this is all available today. Uh, I mean, go out and update your switches uh, to get the save transfer, quote unquote save transfer, the rec uh, record gameplay and new profile pictures. This is in addition to an update to the eShop, which now has a games on sale page. Oh, yeah. 
the eShop now has a games on sale. Right. Which has like two games in it right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think somebody said that you could sort by best sellers. Mm-hmm. And the, the top 10 best sellers, only two of them are Nintendo. Yes, yeah, so I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which, interesting. Which is good. Which is I like, think. I don't think it's ever happened in the history I, of Nintendo. I think that's good. Yeah. That means Absolutely. that third no, parties no, are is. interested. You know what one of those games is, though? Oceanhorn. One of the best sellers? Yeah. That is sad. Appa- Stop buying Oceanhorn. Apparently, like, that game is selling better on Switch than it ever did on only mobile phones. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You have Breath of the Wild. Almost, like, 99% of people who have a Switch have Breath of the yeah. Wild. Why are you buying Oceanhorn? Just play Breath of the Wild. Maybe they beat Breath of the Wild and they need their fix, man. Get Oceanhorn on your phone. Because no, it's probably better on your phone probably. than it is on the Switch, where you where you have Breath of the Wild. Ugh, I'm trying to see the chat here if anybody has anything pertinent to say about this, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, the Shroud of True, do you guys think the eShop needs some music? No. 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 I, when the Switch came out, everybody was upset that the home screen didn't have music. Yeah. Yes, it'd be nice because Nintendo has iconic music, like, yeah. like the Wii music and stuff. Yeah. But... This is a mobile device. It's a tablet. It's it's they, they have to come into the twenty first century. Yeah. It's a freaking computer. Your your desktop doesn't have music. Like the Xbox One does not have music on the dashboard, home screen, anything. The PS Four has something that is just completely like, unnecessary. Amb- yeah, like I don't like the PS Four dashboard music. That like ambient. Yeah, it's, I think the PS Three does it. No, the PS3 doesn't. It has like that nice sound when you turn it on, but it doesn't have that. Yeah, it's, it's just the not, PS3 doesn't have it. The PS4 does. It's just not necessary. Yeah, but I mean the Wii the Wii menu music was awesome. Yeah, all that. No, stuff. it was. Nintendo is very good with like their music and stuff. But... Just imagine you're out and about and you turn on the system yeah. and that's just blaring. You know. Yeah, no, it's not something you need. All right, what else do we got here? Well, uh, we got to talk about this role. We do have to talk about this role. Yeah. Um. So. Electronic Arts announced that they have closed down Visceral Games. Visceral Games, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, they they created the Dead Space series of games. Uh, they made Battlefield Hardline, which is not their fault. Um, and they were currently working <laughs> uh, with Amy Henning, the director of the first three Uncharted games, on a brand new action-adventure Star Wars game. Would you like for me, Will, to read everything that that Visceral has done before? Yes. Uh, uh, first, I'm seeing if they developed the single player for Hardline, which I think they did. I think they did. I think Dice did the multiplayer. Yeah. No, I'm just double checking with Dice and okay. Yeah, I can't. I I'm pretty sure they they only did the single player. Um, all right. So Visceral has developed. Since 1998, the first thing they developed was Future Cop LAPD. I don't, okay. know, I don't know what the hell that is. Sounds rad. Uh, Cyber Tiger, uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2000, NASCAR Rumble, Road Rash Jailbreak. Those nice. were all PlayStation games. Uh, 007 Agent Under Fire. That game is okay. Um, the Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. That is a good game. That is a good game. Uh, James Bond, Everything or Nothing. Yes. Absolutely, yes. That's the one that they made like a movie. Yes, right? that's the best James Bond game that isn't Goldeneye. That is a very good game. Yes. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Third Age. I don't know. I if... think that was, okay, that was more RPG-ish. Oh, okay. Because there used to be, I think, EA Redwood or something? Was their original name? Yes, EA Redwood Shores. Yes. 
the Lord of the Rings games were good. Yes. The, the, I liked those. Yeah, no, those are pretty good. Um, James Bond from Russia with Love. You played that. That Yeah, that's good. Um, it, was just, it wasn't as good as Everything or Nothing was. Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2007. Okay. When did he fall? When did Tiger Woods fall off? Oh, that was much later. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like in. The, I'm pretty sure they stopped the games. The there. 2010s. Well, they switched to Rory McIlroy. Oh. <laughs> uh, the much more uh, uh, famous Rory yeah. McIlroy. Uh, the Godfather. Did you play that? I did. I really liked the Godfather video game. You played a lot of visceral games. I did. I didn't even know. They made my Sims for the Microsoft Windows and Wii. They also made the Simpsons game. I did not like the Simpsons game. What what was that? That was, that was like when that generation first started, Xbox 360, PS3, Wii, and EA first got the Simpsons license. They made a Simpsons game, put it out on everything, and they tried to make it like the show, but it just was kind of boring. Um, not hit and run. This not, is not hit and run. Not hit and run. Hit and run is hit and run and the arcade game are still the best Simpsons games. Dead Space, yes. which is probably the, the biggest one. Yes, Dead Space. I've only ever played the first one, um, but that, I never finished it, but it is very good. They also made My Sims Kingdom, <laughs> The Godfather 2. Which I heard wasn't as good as the first one. Dead Space Extraction, which is PlayStation 3 and Wii. That was actually a Eurocrom made game. That was the rail shooter. Who's wh Eurocrom? That was, that was the another developer. Oh, well, yeah. it says here, Visceral, oh, Visceral Games and Eurocrom. Yeah. Uh, that was apparently like one of the best Wii games. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the cover from GameStop. I would see it all the time. Yeah, just the girl like screaming. Yeah. yeah, it was like a nickel game. Yeah, nobody something. bought it, but it was like got all these great reviews, and it's a rail shooter of all things. They also made Dante's Inferno. Game is not average uh, at I best. Not, I did not like that. Yeah, game. no. Uh, the Sims Three Ambitions. So I guess that's an expansion. One of the expansions. Yeah. Dead Space Two. Yep. Dead Space Three. Mm-hmm. Battlefield 3 Endgame, which I guess is one of the expansions. Yeah. Uh, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. And Army of Two was good. I always wanted to play Army of Two. That The problem with that game is you needed somebody you to play You need with somebody it. else. Yeah. It's a good girlfriend game. Yeah. Uh, and Battlefield Hardline. Yeah. So, they made a lot of good stuff. They did. They're a very important developer. Yes. They closed. Yeah. EA nixed them for a very stupid reason. Very Would you like for me to read reason. the article, Will? Re read the article. Okay, this is from Kotaku. EA yeah. shuts down Visceral Games. EA is shutting down Visceral Games, the studio behind Battlefield Hardline and Dead Space. Uh, the publisher said today, the Star Wars game in development, that's, that's the important thing. Yeah. They were making a Star Wars game. They weren't just making a Star Wars game. They were making a Star Wars game with Amy Henning, like the, the director of the first three Uncharted games. Right. That's important. Yeah, it, it was go. It was going to be a single player focused, very good game. Yes, in in the in the in the vein of Uncharted. In I would say similar to thirteen thirteen. Right. Well, Which, well, not well thirteen thirteen the same idea, but yeah. we don't know what the story. Thirteen thirteen, if we're being real, was Uncharted just in Star Wars and right. rated M. Right. So it it was. Wait. Who was making thirteen thirteen? Lucas Arts. Lucas Arts. Yeah. Okay. Because they gave those assets to somebody. They might. I don't know who they gave the assets to. Because when Disney bought Lucas, everything, uh, they shut down Lucas Arts, which included thirteen thirteen. That stopped development, and then they just gave the license to EA. There's a video somewhere on the Wolf Den talking about thirteen uh, thirteen and showing yes. concept art that you can't find anywhere else, unless you buy this book that I have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the Star Wars game in development at Visceral will be uh, re will be revamped and moved to a different studio. EA says. Although it will also be something completely different, which is very sad. Yeah. This is the quote from EA. Our Visceral Studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe, EA's Patrick Soderlund said in a blog post. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. That's the point right there. Closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. That is probably why they did this. Yeah. It has been clear that to de deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. Sunderland added that Visceral will be ramping down and closing, quote, and that, quote, we're in the midst of shifting as many of the team as possible to other projects and teams at EA. Lastly, he said, while we had originally expected this game to launch in late in our fiscal year 2019, we're now looking at a new time frame that we will announce in the future, probably later. Yeah. There's, um, a, there's an update. Mm -hmm. An email to employees obtained by Kotaku. Uh, Soderlund offered more details on Star on the Star Wars game, which was codenamed Ragtag. Uh, the email says a development team from across worldwide studios will take over development of Ragtag, led by the EA Vancouver team that has already been working on the project. Steve Anthony will lead this team, and we will use much of the work that has already been done to date by visceral the assets of ragtag that have already been built will be the foundation for the new game and there's still more to this article uh steve anthony the guy taking over he's an executive producer at EA. Mm -hmm. it's safe to presume this is the article now it's safe to presume yeah. that the new incarnation of the star wars game will involve games as a service elements as has been EA's mandate for quite some time now, which has a link, and I'd like to click on that link. Games as a Service, in case you don't know, is basically the game is it's the type of game that doesn't really have an ending. It's multiplayer. Um, it's got a lot of microtransactions in it. Um, things like that. Things like um, Destiny or The Division or what Rainbow Six turned out to be. It's, it also says here that they're not sure what's going to happen to Amy Henning. And the ex-spokesperson said, we are in discussion with Amy about her next move. Right. So she's probably not going to be attached to this project. Probably. Um, now, this is the article again. I've been hearing rumors. I've been hearing rumors for quite some time now that Visceral Star Wars game was in trouble. And that studios across EA were bought, brought in to help g give it a vision and direction. Now the game is no more. So the main problem here, similar to what you just said, is that... EA didn't like that this was a primarily single-player game. Right. They see value pretty much only in uh, games as a service. Or, right. or every AAA developer, their dream when they make a game is to make a game that you will play for the rest of your life. And not every game can be that game. Right. You have to have some games that are just good experiences. You have to have some games that are just a game that you have to play. Like, 
The Last of Us. That is a game that I think everybody should play. Yes. And that is worth the $60 experience, even though you're only going to spend 20 hours in it. Right. And it ha even though it has multiplayer, it's not essential to getting the core Last of Us experience. Right. I was arguing with AJ a little bit about this because yeah. um, something like Uncharted, uh, The Last of Us, it has a multiplayer. And it actually has a decent, mul it had a decent multiplayer community. Yeah. It was nowhere near anything like Call of Duty. Right. So I would say that the Naughty Dog spent a lot of time developing that multiplayer. Yeah. I don't know if it helped. I don't know how much it helped. Maybe the microtransactions, I mean, the, the, the expansions helped. Because, you know, that's the, that's the big thing here is that games are really expensive to develop. And they're $60, which they've been forever. So these developers or these AAA develop these AAA publishers really it's not the developers yeah. the publishers the AAA publishers need more money out of you so the best way they think they can do that is making it a multiplayer game making it something that you go back to all the time and making things like uh, expansion packs or microtransactions to suck money out of you a game like a story driven game like what Visceral was going to make they didn't see how they could get more money out of you from just a single player experience. Jim Sterling did a video recently where he talks about like things like this, how games, yes, they cost you $60, but in this day and age, they, they wind up costing you more because of all the DLC and microtransactions and things like that. But the reason why games are so expensive is because publishers and developers don't know how to budget their games properly. Right. Games are costing hundreds of millions of dollars for no real reason other than this arms race to have the best looking game out there. Meanwhile, we, the consumer, we didn't ask for thing. He, he brings up Metal Gear Solid five. We didn't ask for a horse that poops in real time. You know, we didn't, but I'm glad that that's there. Right. But it, it, <laughs> like, what did it add to the game? I, I, this is my argument. Tomb Raider. Yes. Great game. Yes. Did not need a multiplayer. No. At all. No. That was a giant waste of time and money and resources. Correct. The, the same thing happened to Uncharted. They added a multiplayer, yeah. but but there was people that actually played the multiplayer. Yeah. Nobody's playing the Tomb Raider multiplayer. No, because it wasn't a good multiplayer to begin with. Yeah. So, like, that's a waste of money. Right. They added that because they thought you would keep... They want replayability. They want yeah. you to come back to the game. That is something that did not need to be there. A horse pooping in real time. I think that's a nice detail. It's a nice <laughs> detail, but that is unnecessary. Like, I, if that was not there... If, if you were... Because it wasn't in Red Dead Redemption, and I didn't miss it then. <laughs> that, well, here's the thing. The new Red Dead Redemption... Did you see the horse ball physics? No. That was something that went around Reddit. The horse's balls... You could see... There's a shot from behind, and you see the horse's balls move while the horse is walking. Yeah. And somebody was like, what did the... What did the animators search history look like trying yeah. to animate those balls was did but, they motion capture it yeah <laughs> put little motion capture balls on it on the balls yeah the those are details that i do think help the overall product because it, it's it helps you be more immersive if you say something like that was added to a, a crappier game like battlefield hardline yeah i would like if the, if the cops on a horse and and it poops in real time I would say that's completely unnecessary. But something like like uh, Metal Gear, because it's so immersive, because all all of the details help the overall picture, I would say maybe that's worth but it. But do you think things like I that... I do think they wasted a lot of money. Yeah. 
that's why kojima got fired <laughs> yeah that's why that's why the game's unfinished yeah you know things like that i think there were a lot of problems i mean i'm not i mean i don't know how much it costs to make a horse poo yeah but you know it it's indicative of like a bigger problem is like arms race to create like the most realistic looking game ever meanwhile you know it's costing your company an arm and a leg to make the game and then you don't recoup your costs the big success story this year was hellblade the ninja theory game that had a modest budget but it had um had a modest like production budget a modest marketing budget but it had like the production values of a triple a game they put they self-published it they released it at a, a lesser price point i think it was only like 30 bucks and it was a success yeah. you know like so that just shows you you can do things on a modest budget i just think certain things like a multiplayer is unnecessary in certain games um i think that games don't have to be 20 hours long yeah i will pay i will pay 60 dollars for a four to eight hour experience yeah i don't need a 20 hour experience mm -hmm. i don't need all these fetch quests to to unnecessarily make the game longer you know so like focus focus your energy on what matters yeah that way you don't waste money on dumb stuff however we've been paying 60 dollars for games since the dawn of video games i think with inflation we're going to have to pay more eventually yeah no games I think are gonna eventually increase. they're gonna go up to 80 bucks they already almost are because like you know they always push the special editions and all that down your throat but like don't don't teeter around it like like don't add this stuff like don't hide behind microtransactions yeah don't, don't do that don't turn your expansions. games into a service yeah just you know? just give me what i want i don't want to have to look for the rest of the game yeah when i give you my money i want the whole game to be on that disc exactly and i want it like i don't want every game to be the game that i play for the rest of my life yeah. i want i want a single player game like uncharted 4 that was an amazing game put it in play through it i didn't actually beat it <laughs> but play it and i think about it all the time because yeah. it was an amazing game just yeah. make a good game exactly something like the arkham games yeah those are all great games yeah i don't need any other crap that goes on i just want to plow through the story yeah and then that's it i don't ever want to look at the game again but i think about it all the time because it's a great game and then i talk about it and then my friends buy it yeah you know like you'll people will spend their money on just a linear experience yeah because sometimes it's what you need is a linear experience not everything has to be a multiplayer you know yeah that that quote um in its current form it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game like which is what that's i need that yeah i want like, that that is what people wanted from a star wars game but you can tell that that was a dirty phrase in the realm of ea yeah because because cause they they because they want to turn every game into destiny they they said throughout the development process we have been testing the game concepts with players which is definitely not the problem yeah uh listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play this is the important part and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace it sounds like they were qa testing with people yeah with gamers and they they were asking them like you know like loaded questions like do you do you like it yes i like it what do you yeah. like about it i like how you know it's it's linear story and whatever i, I want that in a game will you come back and play it no i'm gonna throw the disc out when i'm done but i would trade it in a GameStop. what can we do to help to make you come back to it i don't know if it was like a multiplayer game maybe i'd play it the, the, there's this idea that if it's not open world there's no replay value to it 
That's another thing. So not every game has to be open exactly. world. Exactly. That's something that that's a whole different thing that yeah. bothers me about games. It's what happens in the game industry is the second there's second one thing is successful, it, it's worse than it is in movies. The second one thing is successful, everyone has to copy it. You know, yeah. we saw this when GTA 3 came out. Every game became open world to the detriment of the game. You know, we saw this when mobile games took off. Even, like, console games started becoming, like, mobile games to the detriment. Dead Space 3 is a great example. Poor Visceral. You know, they made these two really good horror games. And then Dead Space 3 had to be much more action-packed because Call of Duty was big. And had to have a lot of microtransactions because Candy Crush was big. So they That's butchered... Sad. They butchered a perfectly good game to try and chase the trends of other games that don't fit with Dead Spaces. Yeah. Like, what's another... There's, I've had this conversation before about games that they just shoehorned in open world. Yeah. Metal Gear, I think, did a good job. Metal Gear did a good job. I don't think they job. were forced to do that. No. Well, you can tell, like, that was the route they were going because, like, each game got a little bit bigger and, like, more freedom-based. I, I, I think Ground Zeroes is a good example because it's, it's an open area. Yeah. I don't need, like, Fallout 4 is a good example. They're like, this game is ten times bigger than Skyrim. It's huge. First yeah. of all, Skyrim isn't that big. They do a lot of tricks to make it look big, yeah. but it's really not that big. Um, Fallout 4, it's huge, but there's so much space in between all of the things. Like, yeah. like there's just a lot of nothingness going on. I think, like, the great example, and as much as I love them, the Arkham games, they just got progressively bigger Almost to the detriment of the games and the stories they were trying to tell them. I've heard people say that uh, Arkham Knight, people didn't know where the hell to go. Yeah. Which, I, I didn't really have that problem. Yeah, no, I just, The game just got boring. <laughs> <laughs> it just had a really bad ending. Yeah. Um, I, I, th there's this, th this thing where like these publishers think they can sell you on a game because it's the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Even got, though they can got, just add filler. It's got the most of this... It's got the most of this, it's got the most of that, it's got the highest number of P's, and then the biggest frame rate, and... Yeah, we don't need... All this other All crap. that data is useless. Yeah. Just make a great game, and we will buy it. Yeah. The Last of Us, what what specs were great about it? And Nothing. It, it looked nice. It looked yeah. really nice for, a, for an end-of-the-generation PlayStation mm -hmm. 3 game. But uh, there was nothing... It wasn't the biggest anything... Yeah. You know, it was just a really good game. Yeah. And that's it. So, that just do that. Just give yeah. us a good product and we will buy it. But no, they're they're all stuck in this, you know, race to the top. Everything's got to look the best otherwise. It's, it's a big reason why I'm like so just tired and fed up with AAA. Yeah. Big AAA releases. Yeah, like but, by the way, we got Shadow of uh, of War for oh, PS4. Oh, really? Yeah, and I just I'm probably not gonna play it. We got it on disc. No, it's a digital code. Okay, but uh, I'll, like, I'll play it. Oh, you can borrow the PS4 if you want. Oh, it's it. on yours. Yeah, it's on the PS4. Okay. Wait, oh, you have a PS4. I have a PS4 oh, yeah. I would have given it to you. I totally forgot. Ah, <laughs> that's right. All right. Can I gift it? Which, I don't know if you can once you bought it. Oh, maybe I'll just give you my login. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it. yeah. Because I, I mean, I have, one of us should play it. I haven't set up my PS4 yet, so because. Right. Yeah, I didn't like the first one. I mean, I like the first one. Although, I don't know. I was not going to buy the second one because that, too, is loaded with unnecessary microtransactions and is made more open world than it needed to be. What's this about you saying that the new Assassin's Creed has the uh, ending behind a paywall? I have, to, I'm, I have to check my sources on it, but I remember hearing somewhere that the ending of Assassin's Creed Origin, the new game that's coming out this year, 
uh it's the 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 actual ending of the game like the final mission i forgot if it's hide like hidden behind a paywall or if it's a pre-order bonus which i guess is hidden behind a paywall a pre-order bonus would be even worse because yeah not everybody can get to a gamestop or or whatever retailer is going to have the pre-order bonus yeah for apparently fred and aj are fighting about something probably stupid probably stupid probably one piece <laughs> uh i'm trying to read through here uh polygon gamestop ad treats bad pre-order bonus tactic like a joke uh Maddie Boy says, should I get Breath of the Wild DLC or Shovel Knight? Is that a... I would say Shovel Knight. But I also haven't played the Breath of the Wild DLC. Yeah. Oh, this is this is what it is. Uh, so the GameStop ad. And the ad is... Uh, it's literally like a, a part for the game. And then all of a sudden, a camel shows up in the middle of the screen. And then a message shows up and says, sorry... The bonus, the bonus mission is blocked unless you pre-order Assassin's Creed Origins. That is the most tone-deaf ad I have ever yeah. heard of. That is, like, honestly, like, the most... I will not buy Assassin's Creed Origins now. I wasn't Ooh. going to in the beginning, but now I'm I was thinking not about to. it. It looked different enough. Uh, no, like, that's not cool at all. No, that's a very bad... That is a, I'm definitely not pre-ordering it. That's the that's terrible thing, thing to do. Never ever pre-order. Well, the a thing game. is, now if you don't pre-order it, you're paying the same money as everybody else for less of a game. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't get tempted to do it. It is garbage. Yeah. Uh, but earlier I was talking about how it's great how you can pre-download a game, but like do that like the night before. You know, you yeah. don't have to do it like a whole week before. Don't give these developers. Don't don't let them bully you like that like yeah. that's a that's that's teasing here's the game oh wait oops you gotta yeah. give us your money no that's not cool you pre-order hardware that's important you don't get anything extra for pre-ordering hardware and uh, yeah no. they actually need to know the stock we talked about this before but when you pre-order a video game i i have worked for gamestop they told us to disregard pre-orders and sell through what we had so if we had yeah. a stack of 20 call of duties Launch day comes. They're all pre-ordered. Too bad. We, we're we're told to give them to anybody. Who Especially comes in. in this day and age with online ordering and just digital downloading. Like, there's no need to pre-order a game. Yeah. And if it's a big AAA release, every store is going to have plenty. They mm -hmm. will not sell out. If they sell it the first day, it'll be there the second day. They get overnight shipments. Yep. So you, you will be totally fine without pre-ordering a game. Uh, I did see something here. Oh, Lucas S. Does EA actually want to have two different multiplayer Star Wars game series at the same time? Yes. The thing is... Maybe potentially more than two. Every single EA studio is working on a Star Wars game. Every I, single, I didn't realize that. Every single one, including uh, Respawn, which is like a separate entity from EA. EA doesn't own Respawn. But Criterion, Criterion is working on something. EA Motive was specifically made to make to make a Star Wars game. Uh Dice obviously. Uh BioWare is working on something Star Wars, not just the Old Republic. So every single EA studio is working on something. As of now, all we know about is Battlefield, is Battlefront. Yeah, that's uh That's that's another thing. EA 
pe- people were pissed that Battlefront 1 didn't have a single player. Right. So EA was like, we hear you loud and clear, guys. We're putting a single player in Battlefield 2. But that other game that you wanted, pure multiplayer experience. This makes me af- <laughs> this makes me afraid. Like, were they were they listening? They were not listening. No. This makes me afraid that the single player in Battlefront 2 is going to be garbage. Like, it's going to be a two-hour campaign. It's going to be very basic. And it's if you thought the, the visceral game was linear, you don't know linear until you see this. It's literally just walking yeah. down a corridor. If it's anything like the Battlefield single players have become, I don't, I don't want that. Well, yeah. apparently, you played one, right? Battlefield 1? Yeah. Did you like that single player you liked, right? I did like I did like it, but I think it it was slower than the other Battlefield games because it was World War One. Right. Battlefield Hardline was trash. Battlefield Hardline single was player was very trash. bad. I thought Battlefield three and four were just Call of Duty clones, but that's just me. I thought they were good, but they were supplementary to the multiplayer. Right. So they weren't anything to write home about. It's not something like I wouldn't say, hey, you gotta play the Battlefield four single player. Yeah. It's not that important. Uh, something like like Call of Duty Modern Warfare one and two, you got to play those Absolutely, single players. Yeah. Those are good single players. Yeah, three, eh, yeah. And then the other ones like Black Ops, I thought was funny. There was like some, yeah. there was like some cool moments, but yeah. like again, supplementary to the multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, it doesn't look like it to me, but hopefully, about a Battlefront two, the single player isn't supplementary to yeah. the multiplayer. It's a completely unique experience. <sighs> Luke Simpson says hairline was garbage. <laughs> he meant hardline. Uh, Tommy Rojas says, how long will the single player though? I don't really want it to be like Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 had a great single player. I didn't finish it, but it was really good. It was. I mean, it wasn't too long from what I remember, but it was, for what it was, it was very good. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't finish it, but I wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I, say finish that it. That was one of those games that I you think about when you're not playing it. Yeah. Because it's the single player was very unique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, that got a bad rap because, again, EA ruined that because they made it come out in between Call of Duty and Battlefield. Yeah, which, which is a terrible the dumbest spot thing they could have done. That game should have came out in March Yeah, when nothing else was around it. It would have done all awesome but that's the thing now that's the the mentality of triple a developers now especially western triple a developers every game has to hit call of duty numbers otherwise it's an absolute failure yeah and and that's because they dump so much money into it yeah and that it it's sad focus your money on what matters and don't try to make a game that i'm going to play for the rest of my life yeah you're just not going to be able to do that and then you got Nintendo over here who's like, look at Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. You're going to play this for like uh, like a year, and then you're never you're never going to play it again. Mr. Uh, Brockerock in the chat. I used to work at EA Redwood Shores on Dante's Inferno. Damn. And I'm sad to see it go. I also feel that the entire focus on every game being a huge budget Destiny clone is bad. However, EA is not evil. I'd like to elaborate. I think he says more. This could easily be a game that isn't progressively progressing properly they've dumped a huge amount of money on this and it isn't fun i mean that that's true too ea spent a lot of money for the star wars license this is star wars like this is something that they have to get right right but they've also previously canned 1313 unless that was disney that was disney oh when they when they 
Oh, right. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But, you know, EA has done things very similar to this in the past. Correct. You're right that it could be something that maybe just wasn't working out. Yeah. But the way that they word it, the way that they say that they want to make it... I mean, they didn't say they want to make it a games-as-a-service, but they. But right. But the way they, that they, they're focused, they're shifting it to be a multiplayer experience. You know, they didn't say it, but they're thinking it loudly. Well, let's let's go back to the quote here. Um, We're in the midst of shifting as many of the teams... Uh, as possible to other projects. Lastly, while we were originally expected this game to launch, oh yeah, no, that's not it. Um, it has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time, we need to pivot the design. That is what is scaring most people. Yes, that that is that is what's making people suggest that this is going to be a yeah. multiplayer experience or something that's like vastly open world like scope that is going to be either much bigger or they're going to try to shift it to be a multiplayer right. experience which is not something that we want from yeah. this um this also uh polygon did an article analyzing just that quote and what this means for not just single player star wars games but single player games in general they did mention that uh dishonor 2 prey Deus Ex Mankind Divided and Watch Dogs 2 all single player focused games didn't meet sales expectations. Now, wait, wait, I, what games were those? Dishonored 2, Prey, Deus Ex Mankind Divided and uh, Watch Dogs 2. Okay. All single player focused games didn't meet sales expectations. Now, I don't know if that was because they over budgeted everything, you know, the whole make everything bigger, better, more grandiose, but at the expense of, you know, a proper budget so that you'll never make your money back. But, I mean, they could have seen those numbers and panicked. Right. Uh, Visceral Star Wars game was being helmed by Amy Henning, who directed multiple Uncharted games and Naughty Dog. It sounded like Visceral's title was intended to be Star Wars a la Uncharted, but solo-focused cinematic adventures like Uncharted 4, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Rise of the Tomb Raider seem to be a dying breed. Because everything's moving to multiplayer. They've done this before. They're like, I've... Yeah, during the last generation, like, games got multiplayer but didn't need it a famous example was spec ops the line has one of the best single player campaigns ever the developers behind it have publicly said we were forced to spend time and money adding in a multiplayer component that is terrible meanwhile we could have used those resources to make the single player better right brock rock uh added they aren't diversifying studios enough and putting everything into one basket is very bad it leads to failures to hit milestones, causing this big, this big of an upheaval at a studio level. He also says, we need more smaller titles with smaller budgets looking to tap into the 20-hour single-player experience, which I'm feeling is hitting that sweet spot awesomely. Yep. And he, he said Ubisoft like he was supposed to say Ubisoft somewhere, but mm -hmm. I don't know where that would have uh -huh. added um ubisoft is another publisher that i have a problem with yeah i think a lot of their games are clones of each other exactly yeah like i was excited for far cry 5 but then i remembered like it's probably gonna be the same as all the other i didn't play four because that looked exactly like three it was except you get a gyrocopter yeah it's not enough <laughs> so i think five would be different enough and i like the setting yeah um and that's why I'm. Ex that's why i was excited for assassin's creed because i like assassin's creed games but it was the same game every year yeah. it took a year off yeah. And this looks a little bit different. Right. So. I was also excited for Watch Dogs, but I never played it for some reason. So Watch Dogs 2, I heard, like, is better. But, yeah. I mean, the first one wasn't great. 
the division I did not like. Yeah. And the division sold very well. Yeah. Like really well. But that was a multiplayer experience. So right. none of this is helping anything. Yeah, no. But yeah, something like Cuphead. Yes. Sells a million copies in like two weeks. Yeah. Well, so. I think that is a case where... But they spent they spent a lot of time on that game. Yeah. It was like eight years, I think. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They pushed it off a lot. Yeah. And it's all animation. Mm-hmm. You know? So they, they, they put a lot of love into that. Yeah. All right. We got to move on from we this. We do. That was a lot of uh, a lot of visceral talk. Yeah. Did the switch update? <laughs> we didn't even talk about what I named this stream. Oh yeah. <laughs> which we'll just plow through. I mean, we got to plow through a lot of stuff. Yeah, here. I mean, this is really the only other important thing that I have on here. All right. Um, Nintendo is reportedly switching up its game plan with more mature titles. This is from Tech Radar. Uh, and then they have an update. Doom has a release date. November 10th, which is very soon. Yeah. A lot sooner than I was expecting. That is one week before um, Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrim comes out the 17th. And L.A. Noir comes out the 14th. So it's just boom, 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 all these mature boom, boom, titles. Boom. Yeah. yeah, and ports of other games that yeah. we've already played. Uh, though in recent history, Nintendo has appealed to our sense of childish fun with excellent first-party exclusives and innovative gameplay, one thing it hasn't offered is gaming experiences geared towards older audiences. This is something that could, however, be able to change if a recent report from the Wall Street Journal is accurate. I absolutely hate the Wall Street Journal. According to the report, Nintendo is actively encouraging publishers of other more mature titles to release games on the Nintendo Switch in order to shed the console's limiting family-friendly association. In the report, several game developers have been quoted as saying that Nintendo has actively uh, encouraged them to bring their adult-targeted titles to the uh, Nintendo Switch. Inti Creates, the studio behind shooter Gal Gun 2, is one of several studios that Nintendo has approached. I'd like to also add that Inti Creates did Mighty Gunvolt, which is an amazing game. Um, chief executive, I almost said chef executive, uh, <laughs> Taku, Takuya Aizu expressed his surprise that Nintendo approached them and releasing the game, a title which is under no cer- uncertain terms, very mature, on the Switch. Quote, I thought it wouldn't be possible to release such a game for the Switch, but surprisingly, Nintendo gave me positive feedback. One unnamed executive at a developer actually said that where Nintendo's attitude towards mature titles was once, quote, passive, this is, quote, no longer the right word to describe its stance today. Nintendo itself told the journal that it's pursuing these titles in order to diversify its offering on the Switch, quote, as with books, television, and movies, different content is meant for different audiences. Nintendo's reputation for being kid-friendly console option hasn't exactly come from nowhere. You only have to look at Nintendo's version of a first-party shooter, Splatoon, to know that the company hasn't had much interest in violence, blood, and gore. If you want that much, that kind of entertainment, you go to PC, Xbox, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm not going to read the rest of the article. We get the right. idea. Um, I think that this, is on, this only makes sense. Yeah. Like, of course, Nintendo wants third parties to be interested in their console mm-hmm. and putting stuff on their console. When, back in the day, the NES, that was the only thing you could get. That, right. You got to get the NES. 
the Super Nintendo comes out, now you have a Sega Genesis. Yeah. You, you, have, you can, and Se- Sega was marketed as the mature one. Right. And Nintendo Famously, was the one for kids. The Mortal Kombat on the SNES didn't have blood, didn't have fatalities. It did on Genesis. Right. And that helped Genesis sales. But skyrocket. you had a lot of the same games on both. Right. Um, then you have the N64. Again, that was, I would say that was the winner for that generation. It wasn't. It wasn't? PS1 sold like 100 million units that generation. What's that? A more? 100 million more? Just 100 million units. The N64 Period. only sold like, I think, 30-something. Are you kidding me? No. That is terrible. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. It got worse the next generation. Yeah. Any, anyway, there was a lot. There was some mature games on, on, on the N64. Yeah. There, there was a, a decent amount. Yeah. Um, game- but it still had that perception. Right. Because of games like Banjo-Kazooie and Mario and, you know, games like that. Yeah, and the PlayStation 1 didn't have stuff like that. No. Um, then the the GameCube comes out. That had a lot of AAA mature titles. Right. But we started to see the stigma really Yeah, that, that was head. when, like, it was really, like, in your face. Yeah, then the Wii came out. The Wii is what... Put the nail in the coffin for for, oh, for, yeah. uh, for no matter how hard parties. they tried. With I think I mean you had all the kid friendly stuff. It was a large swath right. of kid friendly stuff. But I think what put the nail in the coffin was that it was a weaker console. I think a, the fact it was that a weaker, it was weaker console and the focus was on the family family right. play, getting people who've never played video games to play video. That's games. That's the thing. The Wii was targeted at people who never played video right. games, which I think was smart and it worked really well for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what made third AAA third parties, the people who put their game on every console, that's what made them kind of shift away is that it was hard to port their game to the Wii. Yeah. Wii U came out, same stigma. Now the Switch is here. Everybody's buying a Switch. Yeah. So these AAA developers, and plus it's a, it's a system where you can play on the go. Yeah. So everybody's like, we got to get our game And on not it. only that, Nintendo has been actively helping people Port their things to the console. Yeah. Especially indie developers. And the fact that Bethesda is putting three of their biggest games on the thing. And Bethesda was in the reveal. Yeah. The the Skyrim was in the reveal. And I would say that that was almost certainly just to show that they were interested in having big third-party experiences. Mm -hmm. That they were serious about having mature titles. Because putting like Call of Duty... That's not in the scope of a Nintendo like commercial, right? But Skyrim, even though it's a mature title, that is in the scope of, of a Nintendo yeah. commercial because you know they don't have to show blood, you're just showing a sword, yeah. Um, I think that, um, I, I think that this makes sense. I'm not surprised that Nintendo would want to focus on, yeah, not focus on, but encourage mature titles well it goes in ways i remember when the gamecube came out there was like a focus because with games like eternal darkness which was nintendo published it was yeah. their first m-rated published game and a game called geist which was their take on like a first party first person shooter and you had medal of good. honor medal of honor like was on there metal gear solid the twin snakes that was nintendo resident evil resident evil we, we played a lot of mature games on our gamecube yes even though it looked like a purse yes um it it that stigma wasn't there for us. That it was. That no. It was yeah. No. I think. I think it came after that with the Wii. Is is where it really like. Well, no, it was there. Definitely there with the GameCube. Right. It was but, there, but it it was made much worse by the GameCube. I mean, by the by Wii. the Wii. Yeah. The no. Wii. Definitely. Um. But now, 
of course they want to put their stuff on there. Yeah. Especially, like, think about it. If you're a PC, if you only play games on PC, now you have a tablet that yeah. you can keep playing a game mm-hmm. on. Like, I think that the Wii is the perfect supplementary console to your gaming. Yeah. I, it's not your all-in-one, unless you're, like, a teenager or, like, or younger. Yeah. Uh, well, younger than a teenager. If you're, like, 10 years old, then, like, yeah, I could see the yeah. Switch working out. But uh, if you have a console or a PC and you need something else to game while you're out, mm-hmm. the Switch is absolutely perfect. And yeah. putting something like Doom, like Wolfenstein like la noir like skyrim yeah those are all very smart i am tempted to buy doom again on the switch because i feel like it'd be perfect wow but it's a very long game yeah yeah how long did it take you to beat uh, it took me uh, i kept playing it on and off but like every time i thought it was done it just kept going yeah so but i would highly recommend you get it i'm definitely getting definitely it you definitely should but i'm also going to be getting skyrim i'm going to be getting right. everything oh and i'm also going to be getting uh mario odyssey right so and Mario Odyssey is going to be, I'm going to play the hell out of Mario Odyssey. Right, yeah. I'm going to be playing. Like, I have no doubt you're going to be playing the hell out of Mario Odyssey, but the hell out of Mario Odyssey. I highly recommend you get Doom. I'm going to get Doom. Yeah. I'm going to get Doom. I got a lot of games, Well, Yeah. Holiday season. You're going to get Rogue Trooper? I see it's in the... Yeah, I put that in here. Do you know who he is? Uh, okay, so I remember when this game came out. This game came out like in the GameCube, PS2, X, original Xbox era. Rogue Trooper is part of 2000 AD. That's a British comic book magazine that's home to Judge Dredd. And that's like the famous thing that 2000 AD has. Um, apparently it was good. It was a good game. Now there's a you know, HD remaster on Switch. I'm going to look up the Metacritic because you know what? I don't believe that it was a good game. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's probably like good as in like cult. Tommy Rojas says, I would also like the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne just because I have not played them and would not like to play them on my 360. I 100% agree. Bloodborne probably won't because that's a Sony-owned property. Dark Souls, maybe. Well, we don't know, Will, because uh, Sony, through their publishing arm... It's Sony Music. Yes, but there's some games. Yeah. I thought that because I was like, I, I saw an article and I was like, wait, that doesn't mean games are coming to the yeah. switch it's a it's a music thing but apparently they do publish some indie games yeah. that are coming to the switch i don't really know what it, it's called unties or something yeah I, don't, I have no idea uh rogue trooper playstation 4 57 on that critic <laughs> all right maybe not playstation uh, 2 71 oh yeah there okay. you go there you go uh Derek Doppler says, people bought COD for the Wii? Question mark, question mark. We did. We bought Call of Duty 3. Yes. Well, we bought it because it was the only thing that came out at the time for the Wii. Uh, It was supposed to be the best first-person shooter on the Wii at the time, which it was. Um, It also... It was okay. Yeah, it was was, was was pretty good good for a a Wii launch title. Um, Yeah. Call of Duty 2 blew my mind when the Xbox 360 came out. That blew my mind. Also, too, this was the first, like, mainline Call of Duty game not made by Infinity Ward. So getting it on, like, the lesser console really didn't bother me. Do we know who made it? Treyarch. Oh, they did was, make it? Yeah. That was the, their first game? That was their first mainline. Because before that, they did, like, Because uh, back then, there was Call of Duty and Call of Duty 2 on the PC. But on the consoles, because it was PS2, Xbox, Original, and GameCube, they got, like, uh, Call of Duty Finest Hour or Call of Duty Big Red One, you know, yeah. spinoffs. And they did Big Red One. Uh, 
AJ says Will is going to take centuries to beat Doom again. Yeah, probably. Uh, Luke Simpson, are you getting LA Noir? No. No. I was tempted to, but no. That game took me even longer to beat than Doom. That game is way too long, and it had good ideas. It wasn't done well, it, especially it, towards the end. It it's it's insanely repetitive. Yeah, and and it's if you if you. You, you're it's the main the meat of the game is you just asking people questions yeah and if you get things wrong you can just do it again and you just do it over and over yeah. again until you get it right yeah no it, the story thought it was being clever but it really wasn't you know you, you were putting people in jail but even though like you knew like the excuses were flimsy and then you find out the very next case that the excuses were well do you have anything you want to talk about uh i'll just plow through them real quick um there was a Gran Turismo uh, Super Sport bundle that was only released in Taiwan. They only made one of them. And it costs... Uh, Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, guess. 36000 Close. What is it? 46000 Oh, so, somebody in the chat wrote 36000 before, and they were wrong. It's it was it's forty six thousand US dollars, which... It, remember, this is, a, this is a Taiwanese release, so it's 1.4 million Taiwanese dollars. It came with a copy of Gran Turismo Sport, a PS4 Pro, a PSVR. You better come with a car. 12 months of PlayStation Plus, a Sony Bravia 4K HDR OLED TV. Nice. St still not up there to, to 46000 A Thrustmaster TGT wheel, which is apparently $800. Okay. A, a racing seat, which is $400. We're still not there yet. And a 2018 Mazda Miata. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> which is $30,000. And it's the base model and a special red paint job. All of that is total. All of that added up is $38,000. Which means they're upcharging you $8,000 for this bundle. Wow. Yeah. That is garbage. They only made one of this bundle, so... Yeah, but they still shouldn't have done it. Are any of these things like branded, like Gran I Turismo? I think the car. Like if the car had like Gran Turismo and stuff on it, then the car might be worth a little more than thirty six thousand. Yeah, because it's a very unique. But it's a it's the base model. So look at this. Look at this lady next to her Miata. <laughs> it's the base model Mazda Miata. So other than the paint job, there's nothing special about it. I mean, it's a nice car. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was that. I just you know that was a silly little human interest story. Um, the untitled Han Solo movie finally has a title. Yes. It's Solo. The Star Wars story. Yes. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. We knew it was going to be either Han Solo or Solo. Yeah. People are really disappointed by this. What, that it's just called Solo? Yeah. Why? I don't know. What do they want it to be called? I have no idea. I think Solo's a fine name. Yeah. It makes sense. If they, if they do other... Like, there was that rumor that... The, Obi-Wan Kenobi 1 is just going to be called Kenobi, which fits in line with this. Yeah, that would make sense. I heard somewhere there was an argument that um, Rogue One would have been a good name for this. Because that's that's what Han Solo is. What, um... Are they not going to do Boba Fett anymore? They, there's, like, hasn't been really any news one way or the other. Are they going to shift Boba Fett into uh, Kenobi? I don't know. Because Josh Trank was supposed to do Boba Fett, but now he's not making it anymore interesting yeah um so yeah that was it it's not a trailer or anything 
It's Ron Howard just saying that yeah. it's now called Solo. So I, I looked this up. Ron Howard joined this movie back in June, in late June, after they fired the original directors. We're gonna have another Fruity Pebbles. Uh, Go for it. We're falling apart here. And he just wrapped uh, photography, principal photography. So what is that? June, July, August, September, October. So five months for a movie like this. That's, cra- that's a crazy amount of time. To get all the shots he needed done. And this movie's supposed to come out in May of next year. That's crazy. That is insane. He is a professional. He is. Like, Ron Howard's a great director. But even he's like, you know, he'll probably need some reshoots. Allegedly, like, all the uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did, like, a lot of the effects-heavy stuff already. So they can just use that. But... I don't know. This is this is gonna this is something like we're gonna have to wait and see. I think it's a dumb idea. Period. Yeah, but but I mean they're batting knows? a thousand so far. Yeah, with, the, with their new Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. so I think it'll be good. I just think they shouldn't have made this movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. Rogue One was a good idea. Yes, and Rogue that is a idea. great movie. Yeah. Um. Han Solo. I feel like that can just be a book. Yeah, that is something that doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I don't want to revisit the characters we already like. Right. You know. Yeah. No, I don't like, with the exception of Kenobi, just because I'm fascinated by that era. You know, I would rather see new characters, I like see. Kyle Katarn, because I don't trust EA with him anymore. Yes. I don't think we're ever seeing him again. That just makes me sad. I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it for him. All right, and the last thing I got a very important trailer dropped today. Uh, not today, this week. Um, Snakes Out of Compton <clears throat> is... Uh, <laughs> what is that? It's a real movie. It's called Snakes Out of Compton. What is it? It's a disaster movie about giant snakes invading Compton. Is that, is that have anything to do with snakes on a plane? No. No? This is just a brand new movie. This isn't the actual final thing I wanted to talk about, but... Hold on, I gotta bring I, had, I feel like I had to mention Snakes Out of Compton. I wanted to talk about the Black Panther trailer, but I couldn't resist talking about snakes. Out of it did. It didn't even autofill. <laughs> it's very obscure. Oh it's, my god, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. That is <laughs> the poster is insane. Yeah. The trailer have, looks terrible. Why does it have googly eyes? Yeah, it, like I said, this is, this movie looks terrible, but the title is incredible. Yeah, Black Panther looks yeah, great. Yeah, no, <laughs> really, all seriousness, Black, a new Black Panther trailer dropped this week. It looks really good. Uh, I'm more excited than ever to see it. I'm probably more excited for this than I've been in a, towards a Marvel movie in a long time. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like, it looks really, really good. The one thing that this movie has that I haven't really seen in other Marvel movies in a long time is style. This movie has like its own style that none of the else mm. have. A lot of the Marvel films have been very... I don't want to say samey, but you can definitely tell like it's a Marvel movie. They all fit a mold. This looks like it's like taking a step in a different direction. Like it's mm. not breaking the mold, but it's it's changing the mold to fit it rather than ch- changing itself to fit the mold. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh when is that? February uh next year. Plenty of yeah. time. Yeah, I'm into that. I like yeah. that. Hell yeah. I like all Marvel movies. What's yeah. uh when's Thor? Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. I need that. Thor looks great. Thor- I, I, I'm I'm 
into the idea of making it um like changing the tone completely going towards guardians i'm cool with that i don't know how i feel about that i mean well you're gonna have a video on this i'm gonna i'm gonna have a video on it so stay tuned subscribe (laughs) to the channel tell your friends (laughs) tell your friends tell your mother is it time for the tweet of the week well tweet of the week tweet of the week tweet of the week this tweet is from gabby uh oh god oh god i'm screwing up everything here it is from harley ivy on twitter uh i sometimes cry at the fact that this is an actual page from a captain america comic (laughs) (laughs) i've seen this I'm. I'm. Ass- I can only assume this is the work of Rob Layfield. I don't know because that's not his face. Like that's not the way he draws faces. I mean, it's the way he draws everything else. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is a disaster. That is. That is awful. I, I, I like how the girls just like no. <laughs> he is. That is a very massive man or a that very is. tiny woman. That I don't know. It's that is a bad. That's a bad. That's a bad panel right there. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's it for this. I mean, the other things that I have, some stupid article about, oh, we now know why Famicom cartridges have a hole in them. Yeah. And it's just because the designer was like, I like. Yeah, let's put a hole in it. Let's put a hole in it. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Um, uh, there was Nintendo released some chart about all the games that they're releasing for all of their systems. Yeah. Um, the eShop update we did, and the Nintendo World Cup Mario Maker courses are now available, which I will be playing on Sunday because I love Mario Maker and I like streaming it. There you so go. watch me rage quit on Sunday. Uh, now is when we go into the chat and answer your questions or comments, yes. or you can use the hashtag WolfDenLive on Twitter. Or if you're not here, well, that's cool, but leave a comment on the episode that you're watching and. We'll answer it in the following week. Yes. So I will go to last week's Wolf Done Life. I'll go to the hashtag over here. Do you do that? Where is it? Here it is. Uh, this is six days ago. What would you want to see in a future Zelda game? Uh, oh, but no, we read that last week. Yeah. Uh, just your average Sunday night with Wolf Den. Oh, what is this? Uh, this is from David. Oh, he's playing Splatoon with us. Nice. Oh, yeah, we played Splatoon on Sunday. You're missing the Sunday streams. You got to be there for the Sunday stream. Yeah. Uh, Titanium Brains. Do a podcast with Nintendo Prime. Uh, I am, actually. Too bad, Will. Uh, Thursday night. Uh, I am recording with them. So, there you go. Your, your wish has been granted. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think they live stream. So, you'll just have to catch the VOD and I'll, I'll talk about it next week whatever it goes up yeah Simone Stig what PlayStation or Xbox exclusive titles do you want on the Switch uh Bloodborne I feel like it would have to be a game that it's not it's like a third party developed game that's exclusive to so like something like Street Fighter 5 Bloodborne or Bloodborne yeah yeah Street Fighter 5 Cap, it's a Capcom game but it's exclusive to right. PS5 because I don't you know Uncharted will never come to the Switch. Halo yeah. will never come to Switch. Well, I don't know what the new publishing arm will. No, maybe. <laughs> Although, uh, Microsoft did put Minecraft on the Switch. So they're bros. Sony is putting a lot of their games on PC. True. So you is know? Microsoft. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. 
but I, I would say Bloodborne is one of them. Uh, I I don't I don't know what else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Augustin Soto will is Deathstroke Reborn good? Bob, do you have a, a NS accessory? I guess Nintendo Switch accessory that doesn't exist yet, but you really need uh, uh, something I can make up. Are right, you talk first? I don't, I don't know. Deathstroke Reborn. If you're referring to uh, Deathstroke Rebirth, uh, yes. Death, it is very good. It is uh, written by Christopher Priest, who is one of the best, if often forgotten, uh, comic book writers of his time. What I want for a Nintendo Switch accessory is a, uh, a left Joy-Con where the D-pad is where the analog stick is. I want the analog stick to be a classic Nintendo D-pad. And that's it. Okay. That is, I want that. I don't think I will ever get that. You, wait, want, you want the analog stick to be a classic? I want the analog stick to be a classic D-pad. So it only have one analog stick? Yes. Interesting. Well, this is only for retro games oh, okay. or retro style games. I got So you. I wouldn't need analog sticks at all. Okay, I got you. So, frankly, if you want to give me two Joy-Cons where it's just a D-pad and face buttons, cool with that. No, okay. joy, no analog sticks needed. That's so I could play my... Gunvolt, my uh, Sonic, my Mario. I would love that. Yeah. Mario Maker. All right. All right. From last week, Ryan White. I'm curious what mics y'all use for your videos. This is an A... I don't know. It's Audio-Technica, right? Audio-Technica 2035, I believe. Or 2025. Sounds about right. Yeah. We got them on eBay. Yeah. Or well, no, one of them's new, one of them's on eBay. I don't know. eBay is a very good place to get mics. E eBay is a very good place to get any equipment. Yes. Because a lot of this stuff, if it's relatively expensive or like a decent price, they hold up. Yeah. So, and these things, I mean, it was brand new when we got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Parker Deal. The explanation I heard about why Zelda games so often get tens is that they fit into game reviewers' patterns really well. Even when they're not the best long-term games, the progression fits really well into what reviewers for into what reviewers for a lot of reasons. I still think Breath of the Wild is a 10 out of 10 in my opinion, but can definitely see what see that many of the others shouldn't be. So I guess we talked about how like a lot of because Mario Odyssey got reviewed by Edge and they gave Zelda games a lot of 10 out of 10. I think we talked about Zelda games always get 10 out of 10. He's saying because they fit into what reviewers specifically look for in a game, they all have it. That's, Which is interesting. I, I could see that. Yeah. The, the reviewers have, a lot of these review websites, they have check marks. Yeah. That, that, that they rate games on. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is, I think game reviews are flawed, generally. Yeah. Like, I don't think they really matter much, like a review. So I, even, the, I put the Metacritic scores in my videos, but that's just kind of like an identifier of... Yeah. I, how good it is. I think the know. problem is because like that score, everything boils down to that rather than like the nuances of the actual. There's plenty review. of games that I really like that don't score very well. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So it's really just about looking at a game and seeing if you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. I guess you can use the Metacritic score to see whether or not it delivers on its promises. Yeah. That's what I use sometimes. Uh Alejandro Romero, from all the hair you guys have, I'm starting to think you guys might be furries, especially Bob. Well, he is. Um, I love furries. No, I don't. I love what? We're, we're, what do you love if you're a furry? 
animals? Um, no, you love anthropomorphic animals. Yes. Yes. So love, Star Fox. Yes, we like get, Star Fox. Can't get enough of them. Uh, OG87. It's because of you talking about suits for the wedding. The gay thing. Oh, like your your wedding. Right. We're talking about suit because last week he's he he's I guess he must be the guy who said um you guys are gay married and not brothers. We have oh brother. right. So apparently we were talking about getting suits for was your this the wedding. One where I was wearing my men's warehouse. It must have been the one before that. Maybe because we answered his comment in the right. next week. Yes. Uh. So yeah, we're talking about getting suits okay. for your wedding, and he thought for our wedding. Which is not the case. No. He also said, The Daily Star is a UK paper that is full of crap. It it's is. Yeah. lies, all lies, I tell you. It's that the, it's like that Simpsons episode. It was best of times. It was the blurst of times that. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, Daily Star is, it's like Us Weekly. Did we read here. something from them, I guess? Might have. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go into the chat. Do it. It just says, Bob loves Sonic. What do you think about Sonic Forces? I'm holding out hope it's going to be good. I mean, I don't know why they're not giving us a lot of information on it. Do you think it looks good? Right now, I think it looks okay. Very valid. Yeah, I I, I feel like that's a game I need to play. Because like right now, everything that they're releasing, you're right. It's, it's very little clips. Um, it doesn't really give us a whole lot. The one they recently released where the creative character is going through Chemical Plan Zone was very stop and go. I got a lot of comments yesterday. Ha ha, they just released one that looks awesome, you idiot. You didn't include it because you think it looks good or something. Yeah. No, it looks exactly the same as all the other clips yeah. they've shown. So I'm, I'm going to wait and see. I'm still probably going to get the game regardless. I think the game looks mediocre. Yeah. So... But I'm still gonna get it. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. I I'd put a lot of money down that it's going to be. Just I mean, because part of the reason why Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations worked very well is because it would they were able to find a way to keep the momentum going in between everything. That's why Bob they put the rush mechanic in there so you, your momentum doesn't stop. But that I don't need the, the momentum thing. I I I think this is a thing that people think that Sonic is like people. Everybody says Sonic's fast and all that, and that's right. very important to a Sonic game. But I think platforming is so much more important in the Sonic game. That is important, but for the parts where you go fast, the the rush mechanic helps you a great deal, especially if there are enemies in the way, so that your momentum doesn't stop. You know, so you don't have to like jump and homing attack everything, or if you miss, you got to realign, do all that I, stuff. Something that Sonic Adventure Two did really well is that it gave you control. So yeah, when you're going really fast, you still have a lot of control. When you're doing those homing attacks, when you're do when you're fighting enemies, when you're platforming, you have the control. Games like what looks like Sonic Forces and you know, and some respects Sonic Unleashed, it lines up enemies. It doesn't let you you keep you just hit the A button, but it doesn't feel like you're in control. Right. It feels like almost a quick time event. Sonic Gener I'll get to that in a second. Sonic Generations like did a really good job of like it it does it sets it all up for you. But if you don't, if you can't use your rush attack, they make it in a way where, like you can control like where you go and what you hit and stuff. It's a lot less open than Sonic Adventure was. It's much more like you're on a linear path. That's right. that word again. But I feel like for Sonic, that's better 
than trying to open things up because as soon as you open things up that's when he starts to i don't think it's better because it makes it it, it 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 feels like you don't have control but of course don't make it too open because right. when you make it too open you get things like sonic 06 yeah where where everything's broken now yeah so um, it's a fine line yeah and it's hard yeah but it's pasta it's i will say that re- that stuff they released yesterday for sonic forces it looked like when that character was jumping off of the train and stuff that looked like a quick time event that they didn't put the button prompt on that just looked like a cutscene to me there's, there's like... another there's another sh- uh, thing that they showed in a, in a different clip yeah where they just change they just do a cut while you're playing you're playing yeah. and then all of a sudden they do a cut and they show like a weird thing and then you're back to playing again yeah like that's not cool yeah to do that to, to all of a sudden just change perspective yeah. and take the controls away from you for something completely useless that's no good that's no good did everybody like my shirt this is a uh, paper beats scissors or something from the yeah i like i like the shirt uh okay all right next question uh Samuel, how do I get that rad copy hat? GameStop. 20 bucks? This might be my Halloween costume. Okay. I ordered uh, oversized white gloves. <laughs> are you going to I, I was. I, there's a, there are great mustaches on Amazon that yeah. have the loops just like yeah. Mario, but they come with the hat, and I don't mm, want the hat. Yeah, you don't need the hat. Because I got a hat, so I think I'm just going to grow my beard out, and then when I'm when I need to get dressed up, I'll trim down the sides oh, and just boy. have a big bushy mustache so get ready for that <laughs> meowsies do you get dmca'd for your hoobastank bit also props to the comedic timing between you and aj not being in the same place oh thank you very much um no because we are managed partners there you go that's our mcn pulling through yeah <laughs> for once i forgot about that until i posted that yeah. but uh, it could very potentially DMCA us if we ever leave our, our managed network. Yeah. But I tried to keep it to under three-second clips. Yeah, I think that's the... That's the maximum. But I have two three-second clips, so that's what's dicey. But the, uh, Both the sec- of Prong in the Dark or...? Yeah, the same song. Okay. But the second time I play it, I'm talking over it, right, so maybe yeah. that could skirt around it. I don't know. It's legal, Yeah, but it's a potential for a DMCA. Yeah. Uh, Lev into the infinite says one to 10 scores have been a meme for a while. They give little big planet one, a higher score than little big planet two. I mean, I, I, I think little big planet one deserves a bigger score than little big Planet two. Well, I feel like little big planet two is a better game overall. It's got, you know, more content, better controls, better controls. Yeah. I didn't really think that I, it's been a while. I mean, I didn't I, think they changed much. I know review scores are a meme at this point. The the joke is most websites review everything between six and a nine. Like nine is absolute must play one of the greatest games of all time. And a six is trash. That's another thing. Like uh, they, some people view mostly reviewers. They view the scores like, like we as, as consumers view the score as, as like a test scale. Yeah. So like a, a six would be failing, yeah. But a lot of reviewers view a five as average, yeah. Which which is very weird, yeah. You know, which makes sense because it's right in the middle. 
it so makes sense, but it doesn't up, appear that way to yeah. us consumers. But you notice like a lot of review sites like don't rate anything below a five. If they do, it must be really bad. So, but you know, and then you got things like uh, seven out of ten, too much water, IGN, yeah, things like that. I I heard some. I heard from that. Fr I heard about that from the IGN perspective. Yeah, when I wrote that. They they there was a reason for the too much water. Right. I, I think it was a Pokemon game. There was it, too no, many it, yeah. water Pokemon. It it was it was a Pokemon game. Uh, she, it was a it was a remake. It was like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I think in the review, she says something like, you know, nowadays, you know, back in the day, like the fact there's, there's just a lot of water traversal back in the day, it wasn't much of a problem, but like now with the game getting much faster paced, like it kind of becomes a slog. And then from that, I think the person who does like the, the bullet points is different from the person who writes the article. <laughs> and from that, they just took oh, too much God. water. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Convoy, are you going to stream Super Metroid? Uh, from my Super Nintendo Classic? Probably not. It's not a, really a game that I... I've been thinking about streaming Mega Man X again, because I like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, probably not Super Metroid. Um, Jim U underscore, is Rock City working on Metroid Prime 4? We don't know. Probably not. Yeah, Retro's doing... No, Metro Rocksteady. No, Retros does Metroid Prime Four. Do we know that? Yeah, yeah. that's confirmed. Yeah, when they when they announced um when they announced it, they said Metroid Prime Four in active development. I didn't know they said Retro was working on it. Pretty sure they did. Here's E three twenty seventeen. Metroid Prime Four is not developed by Retro. Oh, <laughs> and then Kotaku, Nintendo announces Metroid Prime Four parentheses update. It's not Retro. Interesting. Oh, I, t I typed in Retro Metroid Prime 4 and all of the articles are from June and it says Retro Studios is not making it. But I mean... The Retro Studios of today is very different from the Retro Studios that made the Metroid Prime we 4. Just, we just don't know who's making Metroid Prime right. 4. Um, I want to know why they think that... The game's fact sheet says that it develop it development is being led by Metroid Prime series producer... Kensuke Tanabe with a talented new development team in quotes. That sounds like it's not retro. Yeah, so no. we we have no idea who's developing. It sounds Metroid like it's Prime an 4. internal Nintendo team. Yeah, a new it's a new team. Right, but again, we have no idea who's doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure it will be good though because yes. Nintendo knows what they're doing. Yes. Uh. All right. What else we got here? Mm -hmm. I'll take like one or two more. Yeah. Toke it up says, Bob, when are you going to have another Splatoon 2 live stream? I don't know. It's probably going to be a while because I want to do Mario Maker, these Nintendo World Cup levels. Mm -hmm. The people who were playing it were terrible. One guy was good, really? but the other guys were freaking terrible. Um, and we got to do Odyssey. So we got a lot. Hey, we got a lot going on. Do the Odyssey. Yes, see. Uh... Tommy Rojas, Sonic Heroes is the standard I put all the 3D Sonic games to. That is that is not a good standard to put. <laughs> it's coming right at you with that. Sonic Heroes. Yeah, it, 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 that wasn't a good standard. Sonic Heroes is very bad level design. 
Yeah. A lot of those levels are like very poorly designed. I wanted to like that game a lot. And, and I, I, I think the, the worst part about Sonic Heroes is you had to, that that was a game you had to beat with all the characters before you got the real ending. I hate games like that. Oh, the Sonic Adventure 1 was like that. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that for years. And I think that's why I years. I think that's why I never beat Sonic Adventure 1 completely cuz trying to catch the freaking frog is <laughs> big the cat. Froggy. Froggy. You know who's the, who was the voice of Big the Cat in that game? Oh, Wiz Kid. No. <laughs> in the chat. John St. John. The voice of Duke Nukem. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. What a guy. What yeah. a talented, overall, just well-rounded voice. Actor. He is. Like, he's... Like, if you've ever heard his demo reel, it's really good. Hey, Will, says LKM Cherokee. Are you excited for Doomsday Clock? Hell, yeah. I'm excited for Doomsday Clock. They released, like, a five-page preview of it. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, Yehuda Sakrome. I'm sorry about that, but Sonic 06 and Sonic Boom are my standards for Sonic games. Yep. So, sounds like somebody doesn't like Sonic. Yeah. Tokyo, this is the last one I'm going to pick. Okay. Tokyo says Nintendo just released that video like two hours ago. Is the Switch getting an update today? Uh, yeah. It yeah. Got an update. We talked about it earlier. I should go home and update the top, my Switch. It was at the top of this uh, this this video. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch it. Uh, I don't know what video they released, though. I'm going to... No, there is a video of them showing you how to do the uh, video recording. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to try that out. Yeah. Maybe later. When I do my show. Oh, yeah. Two hours ago, Nintendo video capture. All right. Well, that's it. You got anything? Uh, no, I'm I'm good. Guys, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. So come talk to us. Have a good time. If you don't want to have a good time right away, no problem, man. We always put this up the next day, Thursday, an archive version for you to watch at your leisure. Or, 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 if you prefer to listen to us instead of looking at our hairy faces... You can do so. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play as an audio podcast. And if you listen to us there, be sure to subscribe to us there and rate us and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Guys, we still have five more sponsors on YouTube Gaming. Five. And then I will play the dreaded Super Ma uh, Mario and Rabbids, that stupid game. Which, uh, you know what? Nobody cares about that game anymore. I guess not. Everyone's moving on to, I don't know. What's... Gee, I wonder why. What's what's the new hotness right now? Uh, game to play? Yeah, it changes every week. I mean, AAA for Switch, not much. Yeah, Odyssey in, in a week. Yeah, or, or like two weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm out of it. All the most recent game I played was Sonic Mania. Mm. But anyway, if if you're not here watching us live, in the description there's a little link to sponsor us at YouTube Game. Yep. And uh, eventually, I'm gonna try to do monthly uh streams where we i play with sponsors we, we i play with subscribers the other day uh well i play with just anybody who was just jumping in our room but i would like to i would like to give priority to to sponsors uh eventually games like splatoon mario kart whatever you want really uh and what else we got the backlogs coming back yes not for a while but it'll be back stay tuned for more details subscribe so that you can be the first to see new episodes of the back it'll be in, in november yes uh 
What else do we got here? I'll be on Twitch in like a half an hour. Twitch.tv slash Bob will go over there right now and I'll be hanging out in the chat. How are you guys? Are you good? I'm good. Thank you guys for hanging out. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.